let's see, how do I want to say hello? That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, welcome to the Endeavor. Uh, my name is Chase Lewis. I'm Nate Stone. And uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm uh, really excited. Uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, and to just introduce my host, just so you know who he is, this is Nate Stone. He's uh, been a best friend of mine for more than a decade now. Um, and father of three, uh, married to an absolutely lovely woman, um, Amy. Um, is a, a gentleman who owns uh, a business down in Seattle that uh, is an event space, but it uh, also doubles as um, uh, a place and a facility that uh, employs at-risk youth in the greater Seattle area. Um, it's also a space to mentor, and I think Nate would probably better articulate because there's also a candle company that he started right out of here. If you can't tell, he's kind of an entrepreneurial guy um, called uh, Spear. Am I saying that right? Spire. <laughs> Did it. That's right. Spire, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is the, you could, if you know anything about FedEx, right? It's the second half of the word inspire, right? Or inspiration. It is. Um, and so I believe it means to breathe. Yeah. Is that correct? In Latin. In yeah. Latin. Okay. And um, the thought is to be able to create spaces, opportunities, and environments where, um, in particular, the young men, but also everybody, inclusively, um, has the ability and spaces to breathe. Um, and I've known Nate to be a person who their primary focus, um, aside from their family, which I think is primary for him, um, is doing something useful and beneficial in the world. And I think over the last few years, this has really kind of become your calling. Um, and the stuff you've been able to do and the number of people you've been able to help and how it's grown is really super dope. Um, and I'm trying to think about anything else. Great sense of humor, loves sports, big movie guy, <laughs> reads a ton, um, just as much fiction as nonfiction, which I find really impressive because I can't seem Thank to you. swing the other way. Um, also, um, just a genuinely good human being, profoundly reliable, very, very lovely. Um, and yeah, I couldn't think of another person I'd want to do a podcast with. Likewise. That was fun. Yeah. Was it uh, relatively accurate? Yeah. Well, you do yeah. me, and then we'll do this. We'll go back, and we'll make corrections. <laughs> we'll edits. Yeah, yeah, we'll do corrections yeah. on, on yeah. who one another is. Because uh, this is Jason Lewis. As he said, we've been friends for as long as my wife and I have actually known each other, so uh, 13 years. And I would say really close for probably 12. I, mean, yeah. I, I would say we start, we got really close really quickly. Uh, Jason is, he wears a lot of hats. Uh, he's a firefighter. He's a dad. He is... Probably the intellectually smartest person I know. I think that cannot possibly be true. No, I think it is intellectually. I think actually, I think then this the, is a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think all the time that I wish you uh, would have become a doctor. Mm. Whenever our kids get hurt, we uh, ask Jason if it, if you know they're dying or they're okay. Um, Jason, a few things about Jason. Yep, he has similar hobbies. Loves stories. Loves movies books comic books i mean anything that tells a story i think you love mm -hmm. um loves your kid more than anything else mm -hmm. loves kids in general mm -hmm. you really really like kids you know, our kids know jay as uncle jay they refer to him as uncle jay and um, probably the closest other than me the closest non-dad male that they have in their life probably mm. actually if i Start to whittle it down. I think so. Hmm. Um, they just know and trust you really well, so we trust him. That's a lot probably with our true kids. for for Huck too. 
Really? Yeah. I would think that's probably true for him, too. Yeah. Bernard, I mean, other than like he has an uncle. Yeah. Aziz. But I, I would argue that, yeah, he he's a big fan of Uncle Nate every time. Yeah. Um, a couple other things about Jay. He is the best encourager. You're the best encourager I know. In fact, you, you, I mean, you really are. I mean, I talk about it a lot. You actually inspire me a lot to just lean into encouraging people. My default oftentimes is to like provide advice. And the older I get, the less I think advice is particularly important. And more I'm like, I think people just need to like be lifted up. And if you lift them up enough, then they're going to make the decisions that are best for them or they won't. And either way, they're going to make those decisions. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Right. So either way. Uh, Also, no one else I'd rather do this podcast with, which is why, you know, we're attempting it for (laughs) multiple times, but Mm -hmm. this time, this is it. Yeah. What else did I miss? Um, I think, uh, I think also additionally, and this is related to why we do the podcast, I think is relentless is in like the constant pursuit of relentlessly improving yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, not in like an optimization way, but in a, you just want to be a better dad, mm-hmm. partner, friend. Yeah. And I really respect that. And that's something I really want. I want to just continue getting better at all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did I miss? I don't think anything else. I'm a gym nut. I'd say that's kind of one other weird oh, thing yeah. is I spend a shitload of time, probably too much time in the gym, I think. Other than that, no, I think everything else is pretty much on the nose. Um, I think just for finer context, like been married, been divorced. Yeah. Um, I just think there's some. That wasn't how I wasn't going to put that in your bio for you. No, but but. I mean, I think it's also important just in this because, like, it's good to know who you're talking to. And I think that's a factor in how I see things and, like, especially when it comes to relationships, whatever. Um, If you follow the Enneagram or both Enneagram mates, that's also important. You kind of have a similar interpretation or perspective on reality. And just how we move about the world. Yep. Like, real strong sense for justice, Mm -hmm. really difficult for us to not speak up even on us and sometimes that's really good and sometimes it'd be mm-hmm. helpful for us to Pipe listen yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so both have i think uh unique challenges based on our personalities when it comes to moving about the world where we're like hey i did this thing have you ever done that and you'll be like oh yeah or like yeah like i think i asked you a while back and i was like hey man do you feel like you're too much for people and you just sent me like eight ha-has <laughs> yeah 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 and i was, like, yeah, oh, I was okay. like yeah man that's like a norm yeah yeah no but i i think i think that's also part of why it's so fun to do with you just because of our different perspectives um also too i'm black that um, is yeah no, that's kidding. also true no, yeah <laughs> no but uh, similar ages and there's a lot of similarities i think too which is also great because we have a lot of points to connect on and different things we don't and so i think it's it's just always helpful to talk to you which is why you're one of my primary people to go to for yeah. advice and things like that um and I think, um, while I think we don't probably differ all that much spiritually, I think we value-wise are almost in lockstep on lots of things. And even yeah. in the area of the spaces we disagree, the more I think about them, the more I'm like, we have the same values. We we we, we just even, approach them differently. It's like different sides of the same coin yeah. in some ways. Um, but rarely are we like hugely disparate i would say we disagree more about movies and and maybe stories or something like that than we would about ideas of reality and yet i think we are different enough that we challenge each other to at least include those kind of nuanced perspectives i think you're really good at that is having a nuanced look at things especially when given time you're really really skilled at that but so we started the podcast obviously right like i made the manual a long time ago um and um 
I had been asked a lot to like make a podcast after I did the manual and you and I had talked about doing a podcast for a really long time. And I think in such a way, just for me, like as I'd been going probably this last like year, at least I'd been just fidgeting internally, like creatively about like not knowing what I want to do, knowing I wanted to do something. I love talking. I love talking to people. Um, I love the exchange of ideas and conversation. It's my primary way of feeling like I've spent my time well, which is so weird. But for me, conversation always feels so useful. Um, and uh, I just like connecting in that way. Um, doing like having experiences with people is always fun, like always means something to me. But like if we went to Fiji, I would be like, this is great. You know, your family, my family, we were kicking it. But I would look forward to probably the most having a drink on the beach and talking with you. Mm-hmm. Like, at, you know, or, or, you know, going out surfing in the water and bullshit in between waves or something. That that would probably be the part that I was most looking forward to. And that's how it's always been with everybody. Have you been surfing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bad at it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not good at it. But it's, it's very fucking stressful. a blast. Yeah. Oh, oh I should try again. Yeah, I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, okay. I, like I mean it is it is if you're in over your, if you're doing something like i'm not fucking surfing pipeline or anything yeah. like i'm not going to a named i break. should try again like i've never done that i, I would die again. i two but, of my biggest fears are open water and sharks and so every time i oh, get in there i'm like oh this is these are i crazy. have no fear of sharks how i mean one because i've literally never been in close proximity to one mm. and all i've ever seen is like a video and i guess i already know how rare the math is on it Anyways, yeah. this is a total aside. Yeah, fears aren't particularly logical, typically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. this yeah. would apply yeah. to me as well. I've watched a lot of people pass away, not once from a shark. Um, it does exist, but it is not not a high number. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> there's a lot like more rational fears that I am afraid yeah. of that I do see. No, yeah. I do think... Uh, but that was one thing, and just like I got through that kind of creative period where I just wanted to have more conversations and wanted to... And realize that... like. The manual's going to start again at some point. Um, and I realized even in that, that it needed to touch a million more topics than just race, which is what it was founded on, um, because of the way individual people connect to different issues and have different compulsions based on life experience, their own trauma, their own heartbreak, or the things they just find uniquely compelling to participate in. And in the same way that that social maturation occurs individual maturation is like Rumi always says when I was young you know when I was foolish I wanted to change the world when I grew wise I want I, I want to change myself yeah. and I think I realized that like really as lovely as that quip is I think I would probably challenge Rumi and go I think you ought to try to do both I think the play is to try to change yourself in such a way that you become more effective in your attempts to change and shift the world and I think that that occurs in a different way I think we to be the best world beater I guess to you know in a sense for me, is to have that maturation internally alongside your endeavors, right? And so that's why we called this, that's why I wanted to call this podcast, or at least came up with the idea, is like, because that is the nature of life. That's all you ever can do is adventure. You have no guarantee of the next day. You have no guarantee of the next 15 minutes. And so every moment truly is, in some regard, an endeavor to make something come about, to connect to a person, to learn something, to grow, to accomplish something, right? There's always this pursuit and adventure depending on how you view life. Um, but I recognize the need in my own life, and it's also why like, I started up therapy pretty recently in the last three or four months, really intensively, just to kind of go like, dude, you have to at some point, at least in my mind, get very serious about your own growth and development so that you can just really show up 
as your best self. And I realized that some of my inconsistencies before, both creatively in relationships and in my broader life, were as a result of internal kind of immaturities and things that I hadn't really focused on, developed, or even meaningfully processed. And so this podcast was less, like you said, a place that I wanted to make that was about, hey, we get the fuck optimal way yeah. to be. Yeah. And much more that it becomes a place to have genuine conversations about what things really work and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, and, and the last thing I'll say on is too, is that I listened to the podcast that, and I'm not shitting on them in full, but like I've listened to the Tim Ferriss's and the Joe Rogan's and the, you know, Speedman's and the Huberman's, and, you know, you name, there's a million yeah, a of, lot them. of them. Yeah. And, and I'm not tired. I'm not tired of them. And cause I do think there's useful information there, but what I realized is like, there isn't really a place I go where people are having more kind of, um, internal conversations. Um, it's very much about um, like those optimization things. And I don't have the time to yeah. have like an hour long morning routine. Yeah, I can't do an ice bath every day coupled with a sauna, coupled yeah. with a gym thing and a meditation and deep work writing and beta wave listening and uh, fancy diets. Like, I just really can't. I don't think that's most people. But I do think most people have that desire to do something good in the world and to do something good in their own lives. And I hope that what the Endeavor does is invite people on that journey um, of that holistic process of like, how do we do both things? How do we do the cathedral as you do? And how do you also love your girls and your wife? How do you remain a great friend and also have boundaries for yourself? How do you, you know what I mean? And these are the things I think most human beings are still battling, whether you have a billion dollars or not, whether you get the hour long morning routine or otherwise, you're not exempt from that pursuit and could always be done better. So that was my hope and my, my, um, desire in doing it and also why i asked you because i think you have a lot to add in that that area why did you one want to do it collectively with me and what what sounded interesting to you about you yeah i think at the risk of sounding like self-praising i think our conversations are interesting like objectively like oh i think we talk about interesting stuff Uh, or at least it's interesting to me and i think could be interesting to uh a swath of people Mm -hmm. and 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 potentially helpful you know, I think this morning I was kind of thinking about the analogy, ironically, of surfing and just how um, surfing, I don't, as I said, I don't surf a lot for reasons I mentioned. But <laughs> as a practice, I understand why it's so therapeutic for people because it's probably one of the better, like, metaphors for what it's like to just exist as a human is that you're, like, trying to be aware of your surroundings, to be present in the moment, to catch waves as they come and just be along for the ride, knowing that eventually that wave will die or you'll fall off of it. And then you have to endeavor to get back up and then catch the next wave. And I think it, you know, it does a couple of things. The analogy for me, it reminds me that I'm mostly out of control and that most of my life is based around this massive universe in which I just get to play a part in and uh, that can feel either debilitating or encouraging depending on where your mental state is for sure. me, you sure. know, it usually feels encouraging in that like, okay, cool. I, I can only do what I can do. That's it. Um, or there's a quote, I'm going to butcher it, but I read it recently. I'm uncomfortable because I can do so little and I'm uncomfortable because I can do so much. And that paradox is a really kind of tough paradox to live in. I've chosen to live more into the, I'm more uncomfortable not doing anything, and so I do something. Um, and then I, I also think that everyone is surfing, but some people think that they're swimming, and so they're just, like, treading water. And instead of, like, 
enjoying the waves as they come and then mm. getting back. They're just kind of waiting for the waves to stop. Right. And they just trying don't. to call the ocean. Yeah. You're like, and, and it's be still. Yes. And it's yeah. impossible, right? Sure. All you're going to do is wear yourself out and eventually drown. Right. Mm. And so, you know, name, when we came up with the name for the candles, Spire, to, to breathe, I think it dawned on me at a certain point that ultimately when I'm feeling the healthiest version of myself is when I find these environments, sometimes they're spaces, sometimes like physical spaces, sometimes they're moments that give me the room to just feel like I can breathe. I feel like a lot of my life, if I'm really honest, like people talk about having anxiety a lot. And I think the reality is everyone has a level of anxiety because you wouldn't have existed still because you would have died because mm-hmm. you need a certain level of anxiety in yeah. order to survive. That's, yep. that's evolution, right? So that, that term anxiety gets thrown a lot around, around a lot. And a lot of people have, there's it's a spectrum, right? So a lot of people have different very varieties of anxiety. Sure. But we're all running, walking around with a little bit of level of anxiety. And I rarely feel my heart like slow to a rest, if that makes sense. And every once in a while, I get these moments. It's usually with my kids. Sometimes it's in a conversation. Sometimes it's with my wife on a date. Sometimes it's me by myself, like going for a walk or sitting on a park bench or listening to, as corny as it sounds, like the wind and the leaves. But every once in a while, I get these moments where I feel like I can breathe. And those are the ones that I feel the most myself, the most like yeah. in tune with. Connected. Yeah, I just feel different. It's even hard yep. to explain. It's almost like I'm floating. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's usually with my kids where I feel like they're like these almost out of body experiences where you feel like you're observing yourself in the moment yeah. and there's a level of like calmness and joy that comes with it. Yeah. And that's a lot of fluff to say, I found myself at, you know, approaching 40, trying to find those moments for myself more and then creates, create those moments for others as much as I can. And that is like, the endeavor for me is how do I find spaces for myself to breathe better and how do I find myself or I find other spaces for people to breathe better and efficiency isn't the name of the game. In right. fact, finding spaces to breathe is highly inefficient at times or like going back to the surfing analogy, a lot of surfing, my understanding is sitting around waiting. Yeah. Highly inefficient. Yeah. Like snowboarding is way more that's efficient. That's not the point of it. Yeah. Efficiency is not the point. Yeah. Yeah. Where and snowboarding I'd- is like way more efficient. You go, you get in a lift you go up, you know you're going to have to go all the way down, yeah. and then you get up and go again. Yeah. But surfing is this like... But the mountain's not going to change. No. So, so, so the other thing, too, is that, that that, again, is a much more of a swimming analogy, right? There's a, there's a controllable factor, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't control the size of each and every wave. You can't control the wind that t- chooses to gust. Little blurbs show up in the waves. Little shark. Things. Yeah, a shark, right? But the point is, is like, yeah, you're right. That I think that's... The point of it isn't efficiency. And I think even that, right, is... The reason we call it the endeavor and not the destination is that, right. is that no, one, no one's really got there. No one gets there like, in the sense of no one answers all the questions, gets it all squared away before they practically have to leave. We just don't live long enough. Yeah. And, and that's if the that last is, wave. If that is even theoretically attainable, right? Yeah. So, but I think that's the point is like the game then is more about how do you endeavor well? How do you surf well? Right? What's the technique you need to employ so that you can maximize that space to breathe? You can maximize that experience on the water so that when you are in the moment of surrender, that occurs, right? I've never been in a barrel. That's like a lifetime dream. But you, like when people talk about it, like they're like, yeah, that, right. That you're like, you are on the inside of something 
that you have no control of, right? You're witnessing. And I, I said that to someone recently where I was like, I'm realizing as I get older, the thing I couldn't find a way to do in my 20s, which has been the greatest boon to managing my anxiety, has been the ability to step out of my life and simply witness, to kind of like drive down the highway and you're like A to B, A to B, A to B. And the other day I was like, back out and just look at giant Mount Rainier on the horizon, look at the sun, look how many trees there are, think about the way you feel in your body, how many people you love, and all of a sudden you're like, it's miraculous. Mm-hmm. And that ability to surrender to the moment is what is the game of surfing well, of endeavoring, of being like, stop trying to get somewhere. Something you're not going to get there, but it's like, just stop making that the singular focus of how do you make this so maximally efficient <laughs> where I schedule every second of my day to make sure that I am whatever. It's like, well, I think it's because it might be interpreted that sitting and observing and witnessing or being present and, and just surrendering and not muscling everything feels like a waste and it's not it's the part that like you said lets you breathe and actually gives you the capacity to to surf well right if you try to tell the ocean what to do i'm pretty sure any pro surfer would tell you that's not how it works right like any sailor any navy man would be like you don't tell the ocean what it's going to do it does what it does and you have to figure out how How you're going to participate right exactly so i love that analogy i think it's brilliant um and that's obviously like so helpful i think for so many people because even if you've never surfed you can gather you know the concept so yeah um and that's why i think it could be helpful to people because i think we're we're in the same boat as almost every other human which is like we just get to be here or not i mean i mean metaphorically right you either get to choose to be present and ride these waves or you can just fight it fight it fight it and so regardless of where people are at in their careers family status, relational status. I think everyone is trying to do the same thing, which is find these spaces that allow them to connect and breathe better and then endure the waves when they, when they just inevitably get bowled over. Yep. Right. And so everyone's kind of in, no matter what, everyone's a little bit in the same boat. And my hope is like our conversations would help just encourage people to figure out how to move about the world and, the best way that they can at that exact moment mm-hmm. with what they currently have at their disposal. Totally. And I think when you're in that space, when you have that inner sense of connectedness, it's so much easier to show up in the world and be effective in the endeavors you undertake to improve the world. Because you, you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a modicum of peace, you have something to give somebody, right? When you have a modicum of hope, you can offer that. When you have a modicum of strength, you can give, you can lend it, right? But when you don't have those things, when you are so locked in in efficiency and execution and performance, well, you know, you're always on that razor thin edge of if it goes perfectly or if it doesn't. And, and that's a really transient emotional and psychological place to be. Yeah. And I think that's a very ineffective person. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. I think when you're more durable and things go wrong and when you see some of the greatest executors in the world, be they businessmen, artists, performers speakers you know or even just people in the broader world they're the masters of pivoting that's what they are they're the masters of going oh new wave okay well this is how we got this right because they have that sense of peace and that that like that ability to kind of know i can resolve this and it doesn't require me to have to have every answer i don't have to know the whole path and i don't have to have everything squared away perfectly but i know enough of myself and i have enough things going on in here that are good that I have the resources to be able to fix this and to manage it. And that's 
the people I see the most adept at life. Yeah, and they know the game, right? They, you know, again, we're sticking with this analogy a lot, but like, if you think what you're supposed to be doing is swimming instead of surfing, then like you're just going to keep on getting hit by the waves. <laughs> and sometimes you just need someone. I feel like I've needed this in my life. Someone to be like, "There's a, your foot's attached to a surfboard. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to surf, but it's going to be a hell of a lot easier if you just like sit on it." Mm-hmm. like for a minute yeah, take a rest take a rest <laughs> hop up on there yeah sure. you know take a rest sure. and so you know i think you know there's a lot of people like i said that i they think that they're supposed to be swimming when they're supposed to be surfing and so they're they're killing themselves um in some ways in real ways to do a thing that they're not supposed to be doing when if they just would look up you know i think a lot of us are kind of sleepwalking and sometimes you just need to be kind of shaken awake and to be like hey whoa what are you doing mm-hmm. there's a surfboard just hop on yeah take a rest and then, and then, you know, you're looking for guides. That's what I spend a lot of my time do, doing, right? As I, you know, as I'm like figuring this life thing out, I just look for a lot of guides, which is why I like reading. It's why I like reading a lot of nonfiction. Like you mentioned earlier, because nonfiction, those are like, those are our version of guides because we don't have tribes. So like once upon a time, you'd have a tribe and there were... There were well, they still exist just in America. Exist. It's yeah. not, it's not that thing. And so this is what we're talking about in so many ways as we get, jump into our conversations and pod, but... Uh, you'd have these elders, these wise men, that you'd be like, I got a thing I got to talk about. I'm going to go talk to Jeff. <laughs> you know, and Elder Jeff would be like, oh, this is what, this, I've seen this before. This is what's happening. And, and they could walk you through it. We have those for our careers, but not for our, like, innermost beings. Exactly. People right. are like, hey, oh, I know what you got to do for your resume, and this is how you climb the ladder. Yeah. We don't have a lot of those... You're feeling depressed? Let's talk about it. You're feeling anxious? Let's talk about it. You feel rudderless. You feel purposeless. You feel lost at sea. You feel like your marriage is suffering. I mean, all these things that people navigate on a daily basis, it's, I think it's helpful to be reminded that everyone is hurting in some capacity, even if they don't know it. Um, like some people have slivers and they just don't know that they're there. Right. So everyone's hurting in some capacity. And so we don't have those types of built-in elder type of systems. And so we need things like this to help activate people to talk about like the innermost beings in a way that they're not just, cause I love therapy. We both go to therapy, but in a way that is like listen to it on a run or walking down the street and or in the car. And that's also communal. Yeah, that too. I think there's a big, a different tribe. That's the point of not having the tribe. It's like really a burden is like you talked about the guides. That was the ability back in the day was like, Oh, I just go, I'm going to go talk to elder whatever. And because they've walked a little bit further, and, and they're easy for me to reach. And they're open to it because they see it as a part of being connected in the community. It's like, of course, of course, these young dudes are trying to figure some shit out. Of course, they feel lost. Yeah. I remember that feeling. 100%. But it's just not that way. And so I think that's what we hope to create. I'm, I'm really glad you're doing it with me, man. And I'm, me too. I, I'm glad that we're finally doing it. And it's the sole focus of everything I'm doing right now. <laughs> so I'm pumped. Um, and also to anyone listening, like, glad to have you here. And um, we hope you enjoy all the conversations we have. And we hope that what we offer is useful and beneficial for you. Yeah. With like a level of, this is something I'm working on, like humility. Oh, like God. we have no, neither one of us has, I feel like, like Jay and I, right before this, we're having a conversation about some stuff I'm processing. And I'm the, I feel like I'm with, as we talk about riding the wave, like I'm with anyone who's listening. I'm like, took a lot of salt water in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to puke. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to hop back on the board yeah. and, and, and get yeah. back to it. So thanks for taking time to listen. I always think that when people choose to listen to anything I have to say, I'm like, that's, there's no greater gift you give me than attention, yeah. and attention. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, let's get into it. Okay.